0: history of the franchise well, here we go seven seconds deep. bercovici he's just gonna air it out deep downfield, and uh, no white shirts around Touchdown! The Touchdown! it doesn't get any better than- what is up guys and welcome back to another episode of the red shirt podcast this is our third installment this is of course if you're listening in order uh our third installment of nfl season previews we're going division by division. Um, and in this episode, we will be looking at the AFC South. Uh, and when I say we, I mean myself, Jackson Powers. Jackson, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. And I'm ready to talk about some AFC football. Okay, let's uh, let's get right into it. We go bottom to top. Um, so start us off,
1: Jackson. All right. So at the bottom of the AFC South, I have the Colts finishing with a 5-12 and record. Uh, I do like this team coming off a very disappointing 2022, to say the least. I like the direction that they're headed. I just think they're kind of a year away from really having any sort of chance in this division. Um, They're young and upcoming, and I really like it. Um, Starting off their quarterback position right now, Gardner Minshew is slotted at the number one spot. Richardson, I would not be surprised if he gets some pretty significant time this season. He was my favorite quarterback in the entire draft. And I would have taken him with the first overall pick, getting him at pick four. I absolutely love that value with the Colts and being able to go out and grab Shane Steichen as your head coach. He is going to be very crucial to the development of Richardson. He was a big part in what he was able to do with Hertz. Um, And those are two very similar players. They both have the crazy mobility. Richardson probably has a little bit more potential in terms of arm talent. So we'll see what Steichen is able to do with him in that regard. Uh, I think if Richardson does start, he is going to be a little bit raw in terms of the passing game. I really don't expect much in the air for this Colts team, no matter what. I don't love Minshew uh, at all, really. And I think Richardson is just a little bit raw in that regard, especially in terms of his accuracy. There's a lot of problems with that over at Florida. Um, But if he does get significant time, I think that he is going to juice up that run game like crazy. He will come into the league and be – one of, if not the best running quarterbacks from the go- from the get-go. Um, and what that also is going to do is it's going to activate Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, he didn't have a very good 2022 coming off his Offensive Player of the Year caliber season in 2021. I think he's going to get reactivated, especially behind a new offensive line coach. Um, I do kind of like the weapons on this team. Pittman and Pierce are all right. I really like Pierce coming out of college, but uh, I think... He- I don't know how I feel about year two of development, given I think this is going to be a pretty lackluster passing attack. Josh Downs, they grabbed in the fourth round, I believe. Jeremy, you can fact check me on that if you want. Um, But I think he's a pretty reliable guy. I don't think that his role in the NFL is going to be too big just because of his pretty intense lack of size. Um, and then under the offensive line, obviously, we have Quentin Nelson coming off a pretty rough year. If he can bounce back, that's going to be huge. Bernard Raymond hoping for a year to break out. And then you have um, the kind of anchors in Ryan Kelly and Braden Smith that we've seen for the last couple of years on this team. I think this offense could be pretty explosive in the running game, at least when Richardson steps in. Uh, but really, I would expect one of, if not the worst in the league in terms of the air attack. Uh, Moving on to the defense, I really like what I'm seeing out of the front four. Quiddy Pei was a prospect that I really like, and due to injury and sort of just lackluster performance, he hasn't really broken out quite the way that I hoped he would, but I still have faith. Obviously, DeForest Buckner is a monster, and Grover Stewart, to me, is the most underrated player in the entire league. He's one of the best run defenders um, and is just so valuable in the cog of that machine, Uh, I I really like him. They grabbed Aritomewa Adebore in the fourth round this year. I loved him. I thought that he was going to be a first-round guy. Probably not going to be a year-one contributor, but he's some awesome depth to have at least. Um, And then moving on to the linebacker core, you've got Shaquille Leonard, one of the best turnover-forcing guys in the NFL. And then other than that, it's definitely a weak spot. E.J. Speed and Zaire Franklin listed as the current starters. You're not really in love with that. And onto the secondary, I think that it's – good uh you you project it to do well in the future but they're they're just a little bit young right now in that spot and i don't think i expect year one success necessarily julius Brents, who they grabbed in round two i really liked out of kansas state i thought he could be someone else who slipped into the back end of the first um julian blackman obviously has established himself as one of the better safeties in the league over the last couple years and kenny moore is certainly a solid option Um, but right now I kind of just think this team is not winning right now is not really in their window. Um, I think if you can see some flashes out of the young guys, you consider that a win. Um, and maybe we'll talking. maybe we'll be talking about this in a little bit different of a regard in a year or two, but right now the Colts should not be expected to really be competing for anything right now.
0: Yeah. For what it's worth, Fantastic analysis. Uh, Josh Towns was a third-round pick. Um, not to first your bubble. Uh, third third, I, was, I was about to say third. I was about third to say third, pick. but then I thought, uh, well, can't third. win them all. Can't win them all. Um, last place in the AFC South, I also have the Colts. To me, the Colts scream team that's going to struggle – But I think they'll be competitive in certain games against challenging teams. It's just a matter of, I don't think it's going to click all 17. Uh, That obviously starts at the quarterback position. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I think Minshew will probably start the year. And when you talk about Gardner Minshew, he is a serviceable quarterback that isn't going to sink your team's chances of winning. But I think with the surrounding cast he has, I don't think that they will have immense success by any means. Um, but whatever, fine placeholder um, until you know they feel Anthony Richardson is ready. And I think you were all over Anthony Richardson is. I mean, regardless of how you feel about him as a pr- as as a prospect, regardless of how you think he's actually going to be in the long term, there's no denying that when he's on that field, you know, it can vary how much it is. But there are going to be highlight plays. He is so athletically gifted. Um, has just certain ability that that you really can't teach that many guys don't have. Um, but obviously the downside to that is he is very raw. He really is, you know kind of gotta relearn everything fundamentally. Um, you know, when you have the talent he has and the that sort of raw skill, you know, it's obviously worth the upside, especially in a situation like this. But I think he's gonna struggle. During his rookie of the year, rookie of the year, during his rookie season, um, it's just a matter of as the year goes on, can he string consistencies? Because that's all this season is really about is Anthony Richardson developing and looking like that franchise quarterback. Because in my opinion, I think Richardson is a guy where there's a chance he's, I think if he struggles, if he's not able to figure it out, you know, he'll flame out pretty quick. But I think he is if he's able to click. I think he's going to ascend on the verge of stardom. I think he just the the tools that he has, his play style. It's just so easy to imagine that being one of the you know him being one of the best. And that that's what the season is about is. Is it looking closer to him veering towards that as opposed to flaming out? The rest of the offense, the receivers. Uh, Michael Pittman's good. I like him. Um, Alec Pierce I like as a player I just don't think he's a number two I don't think he's a fantastic you know second option at receiver from there I mean it's not a ton you mentioned Josh Downs Uh, tight end it's a bunch of guys that have been around Mo Ali Cox feels like he's been there forever Jelani Woods is an interesting guy because he has pretty great athleticism and speed at the tight end position so I think he can be you, I think in in the right situation he could have a little bit of a mini breakout. I just don't think that fits here. I don't think that he's going to necessarily have the that production. Running back Jonathan Taylor struggled last year, um, and I think, I think he'll bounce back a little bit. I'm just I'm out on him being one of the very best competing for offensive player of the year kind of guys. I th- I think he's good, but I'm over that. You talked about the offensive line, Ryan Kelly, Braden Smith, fantastic um Quentin Nelson has in the past been fantastic but obviously this is kind of a big year for him in terms of getting back on track Bernard Raymond uh you know if he if he's able to take a step forward and and have some more success not bad to have a strong offensive line that's not not bad way to build your franchise defense um there are certain highlights to it I like um what their uh, front seven, I guess, specifically the defensive line is looking like. Uh, Quitty Pay been a pr- pretty productive member in this league. DeForest Buckner in the middle. You mentioned Grover Stewart. It's a guy that he, you just really don't hear his name a ton, but he's productive. Um, he's able to get the job done, even if it's not super sexy and flashy. Um, they drafted uh, Adebore, who I believe played edge defensive end in college, but I think they're going to use him. They're planning on using him inside correct am i crazy for that i i
1: think you he was kind of like a hybrid guy i think he's gonna have sort of like a like a trayvon walker type of role where he gets kicked in and out but i wouldn't be surprised if the colts use him as more of a pure dt
0: got it okay so like those you have some of those guys on the line it's maybe not necessarily world class but i think that's a very solid unit the linebackers i love shaquille leonard aka uh why? Why did I say AKA? What was my point of saying A.K.? Well, he he did he did change his name. To Darius Leonard. Darius was Leonard. Formerly, Darius. yeah, Darius Leonard. AKA Darius Leonard. That was wow. That was a crazy gaff. Um, I think he's awesome. I think he's in for a big year, getting fully healthy, making plays. After that, the linebackers are not good. Um, and I don't love the DBs either. Julian Blackman's a solid player, but I don't think he's at the point where he's gonna elevate this whole group. Um again, Kenny Moore same thing, productive, but after that, it really falls off i you know, they drafted several corners, including uh Brent's, and I'm just I'm not sold on him or any of the other guys that t- they took later, um making an instant impact so overall, like I think this is a Colts team that is gonna struggle. I think they're gonna be closer to mediocre and bad, but I think there are gonna be games where they find it like i I wouldn't be surprised if they managed to beat one of the top teams in the AFC and then go back next, you know, go the, to the next week and then drop an egg and, you know, score zero. So that's, that's my two cents on the Colts. I have them at four and 13 last place. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that analysis. One thing to
1: add on that. I think this team reminds me a little bit of this year's bears where, uh, you know, it's a young very mobile quarterback where they don't get a ton going through the air, but they should look pretty explosive on offense uh, on the ground. The bears had one of the best rushing attacks last year. um, And you can especially think that's true if Anthony Richardson is going to be under center. Uh, but I really don't think they're going to have a ton of success in the wind column.
0: Uh, but that brings me to my number. I agree. Absolutely wholeheartedly. Sorry. I just need Yeah. To yeah.
1: No, no, no. Yeah. yeah of course. Um, My number three team in the AFC South is the Tennessee Titans. I also have them finishing with a record of five and 12. Um, Just getting that edge on the tiebreaker and the Colts. I think there's a lot of people that are higher on this team than I am. Uh, but when I look at this offense, I just see kind of a lack of explosiveness. Derrick Henry at this point is age 29. And I think it flew a little bit under the radar last year, given how productive he was. But he clearly took a big step back to me, um, mainly in terms of his contact balance. I don't think this is the same Derrick Henry that can just bowl through tackles that we've been used to for the past eight years or however long it's been. Um, and I think given how big of a part he is on this offense, this offense probably stresses the running back position more than anyone else in the league. I don't know how much I'm trusting Ryan Tannehill and the rest of this group to really get it done and put points on the board. That being said, I do like some of their weapons. Traylon Burks, I think, is in for a pretty big year two breakout. Uh, One of the plays last year that I really loved was, it was one of his final plays of the season where Ryan Tannehill chucked him like a 60-yard bomb or something like that. In double coverage, Traylon Burks leaps up, grabs it, and then uh, one of the defenders hits him in the helmet, knocking him unconscious, and Burks still holds onto it, gets the touchdown, and then was out for multiple games due to a concussion, but that just shows sort of the athleticism and toughness behind him. He was a prospect that I really liked. I think he was my number three receiver out of that really stacked class. Um, I think he could be a pretty awesome piece for this team. Another breakout candidate I have for them, Chigokonkwo. I think he is one of the more athletic tight ends in the league. And if you're not going to see as much Derrick Henry, I think he's going to carve out a little bit bigger of a role for himself through the air. Uh, this offensive line is not moving me. However, you obviously have rookie Peter Skoronsky playing the guard position, which he didn't play in college, but given the length of those arms, that's probably where you like him a little bit better. Um, Nicholas petit Ferre getting suspended is a huge blow. And other than that, Aaron Brewer, Daniel Brunskill, I'm not totally moved by this group, uh, but I am moved by the other end of the trenches for this team, the defensive line, Jeffrey Simmons, Tier Tart, Denico Autry, One of the best groups in the entire league. This should be one of the best run defending front three, I think. Um, I really don't see a world where this group is average or bad. I I think Jeffrey Simmons is a top two to three defensive tackle in the league. Autry and Tart are awesome run defenders. And then you have Harold Landry and Arden Key as pass rushers. I really, really like this group. And then you went out and grabbed Aziz Al Al-Shair. He's probably not replicating the play that you got from David Long Jr., but certainly a very quality replacement, in my opinion. I think it's time for him to have sort of a mic role, and I think that's what he's going to get in Tennessee. Uh, but the secondary does scare me. I love Kevin Bayard. I think he's probably a top three-ish safety when healthy. Um, but other than that, Roger McCreer, you're really hoping for a year-two breakout. Sean Murphy bunting is nothing that is really moving the needle. Caleb Farley, I think it's fair to give up on on this point. Christian Fulton, Amani Hooker, that scares me. I bet this group gives up a lot through the air. Um, These quick passes are really going to get them, especially if you can get it out before Simmons, Autry, Landry, um, and all these guys get pressure on you. Uh, But I think this defense is a little bit overrated right now. And if you're not going to be able to stop the short passing attack and not going to be able to put explosives on the field on the offensive side of the ball. I I have concern for sure. So I think they're going to end up as one of the bottom feeders in the AFC, despite the fact that they were the one seed two years ago. Um, and this isn't really that different of a roster. I'm just, I'm sort of betting against, I I I should rephrase that. I'm sort of betting on the idea that uh, this group is aging and not really going to create any kind of big plays, and that scares
0: me a little bit. So we have difference here, which is good. Um, in third place at five and twelve, I have the Houston Texans. I think the Texans are building their roster decently well. Um, it just at the quarterback position, CJ Stroud, their top pick. I'm not a huge CJ Stroud guy, and I think he could find success. I just don't think it's going to be early in his career with the way that this roster is currently built. He's a guy that really thrived off of, um, you know, consistency where it was, he was able to get clean pockets. He didn't really have to do a ton of off script playmaking. And I think the way that I imagine this Houston Texans team playing, I don't think he's going to necessarily have that um, pleasure consistently um and and that's a big part of this is I I do think CJ Stroud's going to struggle. I I don't like him nearly as much as the other um first round quarterbacks. Um around him though, and I I can see that that's a big reason why I have them like this. I think your opinion on that quarterback position is going to sway your opinion on the team overall. The rest of the offense, Damian Pierce had a nice rookie year. I think I would temper expectations in terms of him like climbing towards any sort of elite status, but he's pretty good. Um, I If you read my article a couple months back, I said Devin Singletary, Mike Boone, Daria Gumbawale, move out of the way. Xavier Valade is the guy who should be the backup. He's in that beautiful change of pace back from Arizona State, but not really super important to this, just thought I'd mention. Um, the receivers don't don't really move me at all. I think Nico Collins has shown some flashes, but he's gonna be slotted as possibly wide receiver one. I don't see that as ideal. I love John Mechie, but it's he's a total question mark because we don't we don't know what he is. I hope I hope he's super successful. But in terms of projecting, it's hard to really quantify or break it down uh i robert woods is nothing at this point in his career my humble opinion tank dell is a guy who should get consistent playing time see what you can get out of him uh they also drafted xavier hutchinson from iowa state i think he could be uh really good value just overall really doesn't do a ton for me uh dalton schultz they added at tight end um i think he's a good player i again i just I think he'll probably have some statistic success with C.J. Stroud. I just don't think he's going to move the needle to the point of elevating this offense significantly. Um, the line, obviously, they've had... Uh, the, the line's honestly been pretty solid. Laramie Tunsil, guy that gets a lot of the the noise. Uh, Titus Howard across from him, Shaq Mason. Um, and then Kenyon Greed, their former uh, first-round pick. Then you look at the defense, and I'm I'm as much as I'm not a CJ Stroud guy. I love Will Anderson. I think Will Anderson will find some instant success. I think he's going to quickly rise um, to stardom. But after that, I, the front seven doesn't really do a ton for me. Um, I mean, the interior Rankins and Malik Collins, it's fine. Um, but to me, most of the other guys just stre- scream like okay, not significant difference makers. Um, linebackers, same thing. I don't really like Christian Harris, Denzel Perriman, Corey Littleton. Uh, they drafted Henry Toto, but that just, none of that really moves me. I think it's all meh. Uh, the DBs, I like the DBs in the sense that I think Derek Stingley is going to look like not that he even was necessarily bad last year, but I think he takes a step forward with, in this D'Amico Ryan's defense. Um, I think they're going to give him more to work with. Like a lot of last year, they were kind of just putting him in soft zone versus, you know, Sauce Gardner was kind of out there playing, you know, man-to-man. We got to see Sauce's skills more. Um, I think they're going to find ways to get Derrick Stingley going and be able to make his impact more clear. Same with Jalen Petrie. Jalen Petrie is that classic safety that is able to make plays um, get forced turnovers. Then from there, you know, not the rest of the secondary isn't, you know, necessarily jaw dropping to me, but I like the secondary more than like the linebackers, for example. So overall, I think the Texans, I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to overperform this. They're in a kind of similar position to the Colts because they are expecting to have that rookie quarterback. I just don't, I don't love that rookie quarterback. So, so, Jeremy, remind me
1: what record did you have the
0: Texans at? I had the Texans at five and twelve.
1: Okay, so I'm I'm right there with you. I have them at six and eleven. Okay. Um so even though even though there is a little bit of difference, like I think we can agree the bottom three teams of this division are going to look very bad. Uh, but I have them finishing second, just above the Titans and Colts, one game above them to be exact. Um and I kind of agree with you on the premise of CJ Stroud. I did like him coming out of college. He was my quarterback two. I just don't really bet on the idea. I, I never really bet on success out of rookie quarterbacks, especially in this offense. Obviously, Damian Pierce is a nice piece, but he's nothing really to write home about, I think. Um, And then this receiving core definitely scares me. Nico Collins didn't show much in year one. Robert Woods at this point is really old, and you're not expecting anything explosive out of him. John Mechie playing his first real year of football after winning his battle with cancer during his rookie year. Um, And then you've got former Cowboy Dalton Schultz. I do like Xavier Hutchinson, who they drafted out of Iowa State, I believe it was. Um, But I just think for a rookie quarterback to really succeed, I have to love the offense around them. And I just can't say that I do with Houston right now. I'm a big, big fan of this offensive line. However, Laramie Tunsil, I think, is one of the best tackles in the league and slides a little bit more under the radar than he should. Kenyon Green last year, there was a little bit of good, bad, and ugly. I think having another year under his belt is going to be awesome for his development, and I'm hoping to see a little bit more progression out of him. Um, And then Shaq Mason, Titus Howard, like those are just absolute anchors that you can count on. Um, And then moving on to the defense, you kind of mentioned Will Anderson should have a pretty big year one. I think he's probably going to be the most popular pick for defensive rookie of the year. Jerry Hughes, I would have told you this is a pretty underrated and valuable piece two or three years ago. Uh, But at age 34, how much are you really projecting out of him? Same exact thing with Chase Winovich. I do like Jacob Martin as kind of a wide nine edge rusher for them. He doesn't contribute too much in the run defense side of things, but he's always really high in pressure rate, um, and I think he's going to have a pretty valuable role, especially with how many guys they lost, like Agbo Akarankwo to the Browns. Um, I think he's going to have – I think he's going to inherit a couple more snaps this year. Malik Collins and Sheldon Rankins on the inside, good, not great. Um Rankin's another older veteran that you're not really projecting a ton out of to be uh, besides a quality run defender. And if you're getting that out of him, that's fine. I think you have enough pass rush from the outside that you can get away with it. Um, And then you kind of mentioned it earlier. The linebacker spot doesn't really make me feel excited. Christian Harris, Christian Kirksey, Denzel Perriman. um, I don't love that group. Uh, but I am a big fan of the secondary, however. Derek Stingley, you sort of talked about it earlier, I think is really going to break out under D'Amico Ryans. Uh, last year, Lovey Smith pretty much just ran cover two all day long, and Derek Stingley was just in the flats every single snap. That's not going to happen under D'Amico Ryans. If you go back and watch Stingley's like college highlights, every single play he's making, it's big hits and awesome breakups in press man coverage. That's what D'Amico Ryans is going to have him running. I think it's going to be a lot tougher assignments. And he was such an explosive player back at LSU. I really think we're in for a pretty major breakout here. And the same exact thing goes for Jalen Petrie. Um, I really love his ability to just read a quarterback's eyes. I think he can be a pretty awesome ball hawk. And I do love Jimmy Ward as well. He played some really great years back in San Francisco and reuniting with D'Amico Ryans, I think he's gonna be another awesome player this year. Very reliable tackler. Good in coverage. I really like what Ward has to offer. Shaquille Griffin, it's been a little bit since we've seen a good year out of him, but former star cornerback for my Seahawks. Um, D'Amico Ryans is really good with that position, and I think if you're if you're having him as your cornerback too, uh, you're fine with that, especially on the left side. Um, Derek Stingley, if he can fill kind of that island role that you want him to, Shaquille Griffin should be just fine, even if he's not quite the same player that he was before. Steven Nelson and Desmond King, I think they're going to be the nickel and dime. Um, And that's good depth to me. I I like what this defense has to offer. I just, I think that this offense is going to have a tough time creating a lot of yardage. I don't love the options Stroud has to throw to. And rookie quarterbacks don't usually produce a ton anyways, uh, especially with someone as low of a score as Stroud had on the S2 test. Um, You're not really projecting an awesome rookie season out of him um, but similar to the Colts I think that this team is moving in the right direction and in a couple years we'll probably be talking about them with a little bit different
0: of a tone. So in the second place here um, I have the Tennessee Titans coming in at a record of eight and nine. Um, the Titans are such a weird team and they've been a weird team in terms of like there, there hasn't been a ton that you look at them and you're like, wow, this team is fantastic. But for the most part, last couple of years, they've been able to succeed. Like you mentioned, it was just a few years ago where they were the number one seed in the AFC. Um, and they were playing, you know, closer to the likes of, uh, of a juggernaut than, than not, despite not really having that. Prototypical fantastic roster. Um, and I think the offense, you start with Ryan Tannehill, um, I would assume Hill, be under center. I think Ryan Tannehill. He's not great, but I think Ryan Tannehill is slightly underrated in the sense that I think he can do a serviceable job enough. And I think when you look, well, that's one thing that I like about the Titans over uh, the younger teams, the Texans and the Colts, is I think you're just in general you're gonna get a little more stability. It's not gonna be nearly as like prettier anything. But I think Tannehill can guide them to fine, which I mean, isn't necessarily the goal when you're trying to win a Super Bowl. But I think that's going to be helpful early on in some of these divisional games. The, I mean, the receivers, at some point, they're going to have, at some point, it's going to get better. But they just, they just, it's not happening. Uh, Traylon Burks, you mentioned, I like him. I, I do think Traylon Burks, um, He's going to have a bigger year. I think he's going to take a step up. Hopefully he can stay more consistently healthy. He was one of one of my favorite receivers out of um, Arkansas. He's just kind of, he fits this era. He's a big body, big play guy. Um, and after that, it's just, it goes downhill. I mean, Nick uh, Westbrook, It at wide receiver too, it was just, it, it's crazy to me. And when you look at, the rest of the roster, Kyle Phillips is a, a young guy that I guess, you know, was injured for a lot of the year. has seems like they have some interest in. But I just don't really see even super high upside guys, you know, Uh I just I really don't see it with these receivers. It's almost impressive. Uh You mentioned uh, a con He, I think, could be in for a, a step up. And then you look at the running backs and Derek Henry might not be the Derrick Henry of the last several seasons, like true King Henry form. But I still think he's one of the better running backs in the league. He just, that power that he possesses and the way that he is able to, when he gets hot, he is such a freight train that is very hard to get stopped. Um, Obviously, at this point, especially when teams are able to cave in on that run, there are going to be times, there are going to be games where he's getting stuffed. Um, pretty consistently, but when he gets going, I mean, he's don't let his big size fool you. He has the speed to break away, you know, go 80 yards for a touchdown and just single-handedly win games by, by himself. I don't think we're quite going to get that as often, but I think he's still a productive back, Um, and I actually really like behind him. They've always had this like kind of weird group of backup running backs. They drafted uh, Tajay Spears in the third round from Tulane, I'm a big fan of his. He's a very um, lightning in a bottle kind of guy for um, a really strong two lane team. He stood out as one of their big playmakers. I think he'll do a good job spelling Derrick Henry, um, especially if he was up and down as a pass catcher. But when he got, when he was able to get the ball when he was able to corral it, he was making plays. Um, I think he's going to be a really strong backup and you know, with an offense that really doesn't have a ton of, weapons he could even I I think he'll honestly be towards the top in terms of productivity defense I still like the defense that front is really good talk about Danico Autry Harold Landry and then Jeffrey Simmons is we live in a crazy time right now where defensive tackles are just making so many plays and they're getting recognized this kind of younger wave of defensive tackles and Jeffrey Simmons is at the forefront of that he is one of the best in the game. You watch him and he does the dirty work, but it's not like he he makes plays um, from that inside. I love him. I think that he will continue to have great success. Um, the linebackers, obviously losing David Long was tough, but I like Aziz Alshayer. Uh Like you mentioned, I don't know if he can perfectly fill what they're losing in David Long, but I think he's more than serviceable. Uh, he's adequate. Then you go to the secondary, and I go back and forth on the secondary because Kevin Byard's aging, but I still think Kevin Byard can be a fine player. Um, Amani Hooker, you know, it's it's a lot of weird intriguing guys. I think Sean Murphy Bunting's fine. I don't think he's uh, necessarily going to reveal himself as a standout player, but I think there's some level of solid steady to him because the rest of the team, you talk about Caleb Farley, Christian Fulton, Uh, even Roger McCreary to a certain extent, all guys that were drafted, you know, decently high with certain expectations that haven't been able to get it all together. Um, And I think Farley has, has really struggled. I'm I'm not sure if Farley's the guy that I'll say he does it, but I think there's someone in this young core. They're all still very young. Christian Fulton was drafted in 2020, Farley 2021 McCreary was just last year. Um, I think we're going to see someone step up. And does that mean, to a super high level of productivity? Maybe not, but I think we'll see some improvement there. And one guy that I didn't even mention as part of that group, Elijah Molden, cornerback. Molden, uh, he was from the 2021 draft. Uh, he played at Washington. He played a decent amount his uh, rookie year in 2021, but that was banged up last year, had various injuries. I think he only played in about two games. Um, I think he's a very underrated player that he's a little undersized, and he's not necessarily, you don't look at him, you don't watch him play and think, man, that's a fantastic player. But I think he's going to possibly emerge as a starter. I think that he is a very solid, very technically sound player that could um, make an impact, especially with all of these kind of questionable guys. It's going to be, they don't lack options. It's just a matter of who is able to kind of step up and be successful. And I wouldn't be surprised if Elijah Molden did that. Um, so overall, I think this is a very, very, very average team. Um, I have them bumped up to 8-9. I don't know if they're really even good enough to go eight nine. I just think they're gonna they're gonna have some level of stability and even keel where I think they'll have success against uh the likes of the Texans and the Colts. And I think they're they're a team where that the defense is still really strong to me. I think they're going to, in general, be able to be competitive. I don't think there's gonna be a ton of blowouts. Like if you're able to keep the score you know, under 20, I think they'll always have a decent chance. It's just if they have to play into the high-flying offenses in the AFC, which there are a lot of them, that is where I have a hard time seeing them succeed. Yeah, yeah, I think
1: I, I, I like that analysis. My number one team in the AFC South, I think, is pretty much everyone's number team, number one team in the AFC South. That's the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I do think that they are still a lot better than a lot of people are making them out to be right now. I have them finishing at 14 and three and the one seed in the entire AFC. I really, really like this team. Um, And one of the biggest additions that they made last year, grabbing Calvin Ridley. I think this move is going to work to perfection. Kim and Lawrence, I think are going to mesh very quickly. I have had issues with the Jacksonville Jaguars wide receivers uh, all last year. Perk, I think, is a solid slot guy, but say Jones, there's a lot of just nuances that he's missing, and Evan Ingram, while he's pretty good with the ball in his hands, there's just, there's so many times where he's just, like, doing the wrong thing, like, there was one, the other day, I was watching some Trevor Lawrence, um, and he put a corner route on the money to Evan Ingram, and it was like, if you just reach out your outstretched hands, you're probably getting it in there, and he tried to, like, 360 pirouette in the air and snatch it with one hand it's just there's so many times there's just boneheaded plays out of him ridley is a guy that i think is very quarterback friendly and that's why him and lawrence are going to have a great relationship very quickly um i think he is going to be very productive coming off of two pretty bad years one where he didn't see the field at all due to his gambling suspension and then you've got the one-two punch in travis Etienne, tank bigsby I think Jamal, Jamichael Hasty should be seeing some receptions and Dearness Johnson. I really liked with Cleveland. I bet he gets some touches. Um, but I think that there's just, there's a lot of room for explosiveness on this offense. And I think Trevor Lawrence is going to look like an MVP candidate. He's someone that I think as well as he's played these last couple years, I think that he is still a little bit underrated. Um, I, he looked awesome his rookie year, but wasn't able to put production on the board because of a terrible receiving court and Urban Meyer at the head coach. Um, and then last year I think he was even better than the stat sheet showed. There were a lot of times where there was just deep, incredible touchdowns dropped by Zay Jones and Evan Ingram. Um, I think he is going to have an awesome, awesome year. And I'm not sleeping on the Jaguars this year. This offensive line does scare me a little bit. The Cam Robinson suspension, I think it was six games, means Anton Harrison is going to be starting at the left tackle spot. And I liked Harrison. Coming out of Oklahoma, um, my takeaway with him was if any of these first-round caliber tackles are going to have a good rookie season, Anson Harrison is going to be that guy. He's not super physically overwhelming, but he has great hand placement. He's, just, he's a super smart player, uh, really good in the run. I really like what he has to offer, and I don't think he'll look terrible starting week one at that left tackle spot, but I'm not expecting star-level play out of him. Um, and then you got year two out of Luke Fortner, the Kentucky center. I really liked him as a prospect. Brandon Scherf obviously is really good. But other than that, I feel very concerned. There's definitely a world where Harrison does not look very good off the bat. Um, Ben Barch and Walker Little don't necessarily move me at the left guard and right tackle spots. When Cam Robinson gets back, things should ease in a little bit more. But there's definitely some room for failure here. Onto the defense, um, the edge rush play I think is going to be awesome. Josh Allen is obviously a star player. And I'm expecting a much bigger year two out of Trayvon Walker. I did a YouTube film review on him. And one of my biggest takeaways with him is obviously his athleticism is there. And that led to most of his production this year, even though it wasn't too much. The things that he struggled with I felt were very mental. He wasn't a super quick play diagnoser. Um, Like you saw out of guys like Aiden Hutchinson in year one, he wasn't super quick to string counter moves together. And I think all of this stuff is going to come with experience. I don't think he's quite going to hit his ceiling in year two, but he should be a little bit more sure-footed, especially considering he was asked to do a pretty difficult role, uh, playing as the wide nine edge rusher and then being kicked as far in as the two technique. That's not easy to do as a rookie, especially as one that was as raw as him coming out of college. I'm expecting big things in year two. Um, and then the inside linebacker spots voice, a to And I actually think Chad Muma is going to end up starting over Devin Lloyd. We saw Lloyd get benched uh, around October. He's a good coverage linebacker always has a knack to find the ball, but I think Muma is a little bit less prone to mistakes and mental errors. And I think that's probably who they end up going with. Um, and then I do really like the secondary Tyson Campbell is one of the most underrated guys in the league. He is awesome. and, having him at what should be the right side, I think. Right now he's listed as a left cornerback, but I think that might be wrong. Um, I think he's going to do awesome in that regard. Darius Williams, the former Ram, I think is a solid cornerback too. Um, And then Rayshon Jenkins and Andre Sisco don't really move me at the safety spot, but that's not a position that I'm super concerned about. I think this defense is going to do a good job of creating pressure, should be solid against the run. Tyson Campbell should be pretty locked down. And then you have that linebacker spot pretty locked in. I'm, I'm all in on this team. I think most of their production is going to come from the offensive side of the ball, but their defense is serviceable enough to where I think, especially in this bad of a division, they should see plenty of success.
0: Wow. Um, so in first place, as you can guess, considering the three other teams that I have ranked below them, uh, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have them with a record of 11 and six. Um, I think they're going to be a solid team. I wouldn't go as far to say that they're going to be the number one seed. However, Um, Trevor Lawrence, we've seen his progression. It's been very clear. And I think he got, you know, some, some hate early on. Cause he was touted as this true generational guy and wasn't able to put up gaudy numbers from the get go, but there were several reasons as to why that kind of happened including urban meyer and poorly constructed team regardless he's been getting better and better um me personally i don't know when i when i'm thinking of potential high level mvp candidates he's not necessarily the highest on my board but i can i can see it I can understand why someone would um have some belief in that and that is because calvin ridley is going to have a ridiculous year um i think when you mentioned Zay Jones, I think will largely be faded out of this offense. I don't think that. Now that they have a big target guy where they can, for, not necessarily force feed, but can get a high volume of targets, we've seen Calvin Ridley do that. Um, Zay Jones, I don't think, will have a big as big of a role. Christian Kirk's been pretty successful as a Jacksonville Jaguar. I think he'll probably continue that. Um, the tight end spot, Evan Ingram, I... I, you know, he was he was very good last year. I don't think what Evan Ingram's been doing is sustainable. I think he's he can he can be solid, but I don't know if I believe that what he that like what he was last year is who he's gonna be entirely moving forward. They drafted Brenton Strange in the second round, who I think is a solid player. I think there were other tight ends around that spot that I liked more. Um, but I think that that that's a good idea, kind of being able to get that tight end depth running backs Travis Etienne is an absolute dog I think he's going to continue to have success. I'm not a huge Tank Bigsby guy, but again, that's certain nuances where I think it you know if you're a Tank Bigsby guy, good for you, and I also don't think that he is going to be the difference between great success and great failure, just a note. The defense is interesting. It's not entirely well-rounded, but there are definitely things uh to like. Josh Allen. Uh, he's my favorite Josh Allen, actually, and he's pretty good at football as well. Um, the inside's not sexy, but uh Fularanzu Fatakasi, former jet, he's a very good run defender. Um, he's gonna he's not gonna really do anything special for you, but he's gonna do his job. Um the linebackers, I, I like what they have going on at linebacker. And I guess if you're talking more pass rushing, I, I won't skip over uh Trayvon Walker. My first thought about Trayvon Walker is Uh, If you need to learn more about the guy, uh, I would check out Jackson Powers on YouTube. Very, very, very insightful. Um, I see no reason why he won't continue to get better, because obviously he has uh, the physicality. There's a reason that he was taken number one, despite the fact that he lacked college production. But I still, I don't know. I still don't know if he's going to reach that ceiling, and I, I'm pretty certain he won't reach that ceiling this year, but I'm just not fully in on him actually growing to be the superstar that they hope he is. Either way, I think he will have some improvement. Um, and then the stand-up linebackers, I think Foyzada Louis Con has been a productive guy. And then I really like both uh, Devin Lloyd and Chad Muma. Obviously, Devin Lloyd had certain struggles his rookie year, but... Devin Lloyd coming out of college last year, I think was one of my favorite just prospects period. Like I think he was a, he was a top 10 guy. He is just such a classic kind of linebacker who I, I believe he'll bounce back. I believe he'll find a way to carve a role into this league. Um, but should that not be the case, and should there be injuries involved, Chad Mumma is another guy who I think I think they the way that they drafted in twenty twenty two I thought you know Trayvon Walker was weird, but I, Lloyd and Muma, I think were both fantastic picks, and I I feel strongly that they'll be able to get good per, good production out of that position. Uh, DBs. Tyson Campbell has emerged. He was a guy that when he was drafted, it, it was largely thought of as a reach also by me, but I think most people kind of agreed that it was it was a little bit of a reach taking him in the first round. He's been great. He's developed into uh, a more cornerback one type of guy. The rest of the DBs I don't really love, though. Um, I'm not a huge Darius Williams guy. I think he's, he's okay, but I don't think he's a huge difference maker, um, you know, far from a lockdown kind of guy. The safeties, uh Jenkins and Cisco again, don't do a lot for me. Although I think with those two, it wouldn't surprise me. They drafted Antonio Johnson out of Texas AM in the fifth or sixth round, I think fifth. Um Antonio Johnson was a sixth rounder, I think. Really? I think maybe I'm maybe I'm lying to you. Hold on, let me Okay, look, look, look it up and confirm for me. Um it wouldn't surprise me if he's able to crack the crack the lineup, get some playing time. I think overall this Jacksonville team. Oh, and I totally skipped over offensive line. Um, Sorry. I was just, I was just so, so giddy to get to the defense. Um,
1: no, no, you're, you're good. Um, And by the way, you were two for two on the day. Antonio Johnson was
0: a fifth round pick. Yes. So you've, exactly. yeah, you've really had me in that regard. Fantastic. Um, the offensive line losing Uh, Cam Robinson is certainly not ideal. The, presume starting tackles to start the year they are huge guys walker littles like six seven uh anton harrison's a behemoth of a guy uh that is going to be very important that tackle play because inside i feel better when you're talking about like brendan sheriff is absolute nails um but that tackle play it's going to be very important to the offense succeeding um and that really remains to be seen Overall, I think Jacksonville's a solid team that is going to benefit greatly from being in a very mediocre to bad division while every other division in this conference is pretty pretty cutthroat. I think Jacksonville will do very well. I think they might sweep they might win every game in, in divisional play. They I, I think they'll have a good year. I have them at 11 and 6 winning this division. Um so now we move on to Good old Superlative superlatives, time. little, little division awards. Uh, starting off, who is your AFC South MVP? My AFC South
1: MVP is Trevor Lawrence. I am expecting big, big things out of him in year three. Um, and I think especially when you have as bad of a bottom group of the division as you do, uh, he's, he's kind of the pick by default
0: for me. So Trevor Lawrence by a country mile. I also have Trevor Lawrence at MVP. Um they're, you know, if they're winning the division, having the sort of success making the playoffs, um it's probably going to be Trevor Lawrence, you know, moving forward. We have seen him get better and better. Um it's, you know, quite easy to imagine him improving even more.
1: Yeah. All right. My rookie of the year. Um there's a lot of different directions I could have gone in this one. I thought about Richardson and Stroud, and it's very possible that both of them Um, surprise me and are the rookie of the year of this division especially Richardson if he looks really good on the ground but my rookie of the year is Peter Skaronsky Um, I think that he was very productive at Northwestern and the guard spot is probably going to be a little bit more natural of a fit doesn't quite have that NFL level arm length to be a tackle but he has very good hand placement he is quick at climbing to the second level. And with that zone running scheme that you have in front of Derek Henry, I think he's going to be a very big contributor in that regard. Um, so I, I don't think necessarily he's going to add more value than Richardson and Stroud, but I think he's going to be the most productive. So that's my rookie
0: of the year. Fair. Uh, my rookie of the year is Will Anderson. I think he's going to step on the field and very quickly make an impact. Um, I don't really have a ton to say about him there. Obviously, um, a lot of different kind of intriguing guys. The Texans, you know, had picked two and three. Um, Anthony Richardson as well in the mix. Um, like you mentioned, I think Pierce Croncy is going to be a, a productive player as well. Uh, my, I just I think Will Anderson is going to be fantastic.
1: Yeah, that's fair. that's fair. I probably should have mentioned him when I was talking about my honorable mentions for that position. But, yeah, I definitely can see a world where Anderson is that guy. Um, my most improved player, which is sort of, I treated like a, like a young breakout type of award. There was a lot of different ways that could go for this one as well. I thought about Trayvon Walker. I thought about Jalen Petrie. I ended up landing on Derek Stingley. Uh, I think given what he was in college this year is going to be the perfect year for him to sort of put it all together. Um, having D'Amico Ryan's come in another year under his belt. I, I think he could be really, really special at the cornerback position. Um, And I think this year could be where
0: the stars align for him. So I'm going with Stingley. You know, I also have Derek Stingley. Because the thing is, you look at his rookie year, and overall it's a little disappointing. But I don't know if it's necessarily disappointing because of his specific play. I think he was just Mm -hmm. in a situation where he wasn't asked to do that much. I think another year... Um, getting, you know, he's he's obviously dealt with a lot of injuries. I think finding that sort of flow, being able to consistently play, being added, you know, with D'Amico Ryan's very uh, respected defensive mind with um, some additional guys, some reinforcements. I think that Derek Stingley is going to take um, a nice step forward. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Uh, my biggest surprise is Calvin Ridley. He was not traded for very much. It was like a conditional fifth or something like that. Um, I think he is going to step in and be pretty close to the form that he was in Atlanta. I understand that he's at age 30, um, but he's never been someone who really thrived off of pure athleticism when he was having success in a league. He's always been a very nuanced and quarterback friendly guy. He adjusts really well to the scramble drill, which I think is going to mesh really well with Trevor Lawrence, really good and reliable hands. I think he is going to become one of Lawrence's favorite targets very quickly and it's going to lead to a lot
0: of production out of him. So I'm I'm very high on Ridley for this year. I similarly I I love Calvin Ridley, I think. Uh, you know, it might cause some controversy, but last year towards the end of the year of the fantasy football season, I claimed him because we do a keeper league, right? Um with the idea that hopefully should I not get pushed back, I can keep him, you know, with with my last pick, but we'll stay tuned. I'll give you an update. Um, He is not my biggest surprise. I kind of went in a similar manner as you. Um, I have Shaquille Leonard, and I don't mean surprise. Like, this is where this award can kind of be pretty vague. It's not like anyone is going to be surprised if Shaquille Leonard is successful. I just think people, it's pretty easy to forget just how much of an impact he immediately had in this league. Uh, one defensive rookie of the year in 2018 uh, was a pro bowler every single year after that was consistently, um, you know, all pro, you know, he was on first team. And if not there, he was very close to it. Um, And I think on a defense where, I mean, I, I like the, I like the front, but overall there's, there's a defense where I think there's going to be a lot of question marks. I think he's going to get back to that you know, flying everywhere kind of guy. Last year, he only appeared in, I think, three or so games. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying he's going to win, you know, uh, a defensive player of the year. He might not even necessarily be a pro bowler. I, In this instance, I would say he's going to be a pro bowler. But the main thing is, after a year without him, I think it's, ve- he's, it's very easy to forget him um, in what's going to be kind of a an overall forgettable team in the Colts, a forgettable defense, um, I think he will get close um, or fully back to form. Ooh, sorry,
1: had a little bit, untrou- little bit of trouble with the mic there. Um, Yeah, I, I definitely agree with the Shaq Leonard. I think he could be really, really nice this year. My biggest letdown is the Tennessee Titans and kind of Derrick Henry, but I, I ended up just going with the Titans in general because if you're – putting that much investment into a 29-year-old running back who's taken 400 carries a year for the past like six or seven years or however long it's been, and that doesn't pan out, I, I blame the Titans a lot more than I blame Derrick Henry for that. I think that this offense is kind of going to collapse without him. Um, I do like – uh, what's his name? Uh, The guy that they drafted this year. Tajay um, Spears? Yes, I do like Tajay Spears. I don't think, like, you would really be projecting some greatness out of him year one if you expect him to fill the hole that Derrick Henry would portray if the age really does catch up to him this year. Um, I just think that offense is going to be pretty flat, and I have my fair share of concerns on that defense, given that a lot of people are projecting them to be kind of around league average. I think there's some people saying that they'll be a playoff team this year, given how good they were just two seasons ago. I think they're going to be closer to a bottom feeder this year more than anything. So they're, they're as a group are my biggest letdown.
0: So for me, I have, and I kind of referenced it. I have Evan Ingram as my biggest letdown part of, and I think there are two ways to look at this. Um, part of it can be seen that I think Calvin Ridley is going to take a significant amount of the production from basically everyone else on that offense. But I also think he was solid last year, but I think as, kind of Trevor Lawrence continues to develop and Evan Ingram does a good job. He can stretch the field. It's not like he's an unathletic tight end. Um, I just think he, I don't know how sustainable it is, how he's kind of looked. Obviously last year, it was a great year. It was very important. I just don't know if he's the guy that's actually going to be a focal point or even, you know, legitimate second option in that offense. I think he's gonna, you have the duo of uh, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk at receiver Then you have. Travis Etienne. I just don't think, I don't think that he's going to be able to, to really get his his share and and replicate last year where he was very successful, very productive. Um. That concludes our scripted stuff. Do you have anything to add, AFC South? I do not.
1: I think this is one of the more, the 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 lesser, fun divisions, I guess, that we're looking at this year, given. I think the order is pretty set, especially
0: for who's going to be at the top. Yeah, I mean, you, I, I'm i looking through all of the AFC, and I wouldn't necessarily say I love this, but I think almost any other team in every single division, you could sell me in some way that they could make the playoffs. Not Again, there are certain teams included in that that I wouldn't, me personally, really think come close to it. But mm-hmm. in this division, I... I have a hard time not seeing the Jaguars winning it. And then it, it's just because I would almost rule out Houston and uh, Indy. I just don't think that they, the way that they're set up with those rookie quarterbacks, the playoffs are a legitimate possibility. And then the Titans, the way the Titans play, they can stay in games, they can be competitive, but I don't think they have the firepower to get there either. This is just, for what is an incredibly exciting AFC, this is a boring AFC South. Yep, wholeheartedly uh, agree. So we'll call it a day. I'll give Jackson's shout-outs for him. Uh on TikTok and Twitter at NFL, And then on YouTube, Jackson Powers. I believe this morning we had a, a drop on YouTube.
1: We we did not. That was uh that was one of my content things with the uh the new company that I'm working
0: for. So... Okay, well that that's something though
1: yeah yeah shout out shout out cwsn that's who uh that's who i'm employed for nowadays but,
0: yeah. Oh, um, yeah, and then for me you guys all know this at this point um for the blog the retro.blog or the redshirt.worksite backslash home uh the instagram at v.redshirt that is the place to be for everything updated, you can see new blogs, new podcasts. You can see some cool edits. Um, I don't know. I guess by the time you guys are listening to this, it'll probably be way after the All-Star game, um, as that happened last night at the time of recording. But usually I'm not the one doing edits. I, for unforeseen circumstances, was thrown together to uh, make the edit for the All-Star game. And, you know, it looks much worse than the rest of them on the page, but it's kind of, you know, something cool to look at. Uh, the Twitter, at the Red Shirt Blog. Try to maintain, uh, you know, post about new blogs, podcasts. We had a nice little interaction on there with uh, Twitter user j Powell NFL, who I think is very excited oh, yeah. to eventually drop. And yeah, that will just about conclude this episode of The Redshirt Podcast. We will see you guys next time.